What's happening, friends? Good evening. It's the 30th of July, 2020. Dr. Drill's Make Motivation podcast. A couple episodes today. I've been pretty prolific. Today was a decent day. Pace was pretty slow, which is good. I was actually very busy all week at the office looking for a break and uh, more of a deliberate, relaxing pace. And I got it today, so that's nice. And tomorrow's not too bad either. Be getting out of there around 3, 3-ish. And off on the weekend. Topic of discussion. I just had a really deep conversation with a friend, man. This guy, we've become very fast friends over the past couple months. He's been coming in. And uh, just pretty deep individuals, you know. There's something about certain people. Uh, they're just my kind, my kind of people, you know. Folks who are willing to put up with my bantering on about things that interest me. And so the thing is not everybody can be like that. Not everybody's interested in all the extra shit, the details and stuff like that. And that's okay. But, you know, I find myself at 45. I find myself um, reflecting a lot. A lot of introspection. Trying to make sense of of life. And trying to uh, come to terms with being in middle age. Seeing my parents and their generation get old and uh, reflect upon the times when they were young and vibrant and had all these different ambitions and uh, life was just playing around the neighborhood and growing up footloose and fancy free with, you know, with a, in my peripheral vision, get a sense of the stresses of work and the obligations and, um, waking up early, coming home late, being tired, um, going to work anyway, providing for a family. You know, I do all that stuff now, so that's where that's where I'm currently at, you know, where my parents were, obviously, in the circle of life. I talked with somebody today, this morning, about, and she's probably 60, this woman, at least, and she was talking about her father, who's 85, and he's on hospice. And his fa- her, her family lost her brother, who was probably in his 50s a couple years ago. And I remember that. And since then, her parents, that was obviously a big shock to her parents. And they had moved into... Like uh, one of these assisted living type places. Really nice one. And trying to enjoy life and kick back and have support and have options and just kind of grow old relatively gracefully. So, anyway, her father has not been doing well and he's on hospice. And I think about that, maybe ponder my own mortality and that of my family. My, my father's not doing so well right now. He was 75 on. Monday, so hell of a guy, learned a lot from him, and 
at 75, I mean, that's relatively young. I would love to spend some quality time with him and really have some nice conversations. But truth be told, he's never been the type to really... He's never been after that. I mean, we've had some conversations. He tells some stories. He's a very funny man. He's certainly got some stories, and I think my storytelling ability and enthusiasm, at least, comes from him and from his father. Oral traditions, telling stories, making people laugh, talking about interesting things. So my dad was a pretty interesting guy in that sense, but he, you know, unless we were lubricated by alcohol, which we did more than a few times at the dinner table, and as I grew up, he didn't really, he just kind of wanted to stay to himself. He's always tired from working hard or had something else to do, something to fix, you know, the pool pump to work on or uh, a load of lumber to trailer up to the Catskill cabin or, you know, a call out when things would get, he was a lineman and when the storms would come in, he would have to be out there battling the, uh, the elements and fixing up our telephone poles and we'll fix wires and shit like that, transformers. So anyway, talking about that, talking about the way things are when we grow up and then when we get old and how things used to be. I remember visiting my great-grandmother at a, in a nursing home and it was, a, as my one patient would say, called a piss locker a sanitized piss locker, just basically disgusting, you know, uh, I don't know, necessary, I don't know if these sorts of places are, I'm sure they do a lot of good, and help a lot of people, but I think about other cultures who, everybody lives together, you know, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, kids, they all, everybody's help support one another like a family should, but we're so fucking busy, and our priorities are so screwed up, that I feel like we don't really value that sort of thing, we, we built an industry that would take care of our elderly, rather than us taking care of them, because we, we're too busy working, earning, and living the American dream, and all that, I don't know, sometimes I question whether it's all cracked up to be, um, So I find that very interesting, and I think about time as it pertains to human beings. I was having a conversation just a few, just an hour ago, with a friend about children. Oh, you know, mistakes that we made along the way, regrets that we might have. Talked to a friend the other day. He was saying how you know he regrets this, and he wished that he, you know, he's got these things that he thinks about his past, things that he's ashamed of, or um, regrets, things that he would have done differently, but, you know, you can't turn back the clock, right? So we have to, I have those regrets, I have things that I, you know, in randomly will dream up or recollect about some girlfriend that did me wrong in the 90s, or when I was a boy, you know? or about my first kiss or 
uh, first time I fooled around with a girl and she was fucking big and fat and the kind of the town whore sort of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just being candid here. Um, or somebody that I, more recently, I'm trying to be Mr. Funny Guy and make light of bad situations. I said something to a friend and I think he misinterpreted it and I think he might have taken offense and maybe it wasn't as funny as I thought it was. You know what I mean? So regrets about that. We all have things that we wish we would do, have done differently or mistakes along the way, particularly when we're young. And, you know, they say that the science of the human mind is that is such that all of those connections are not made they're not complete until age 25 so kids today and previous that grew up entirely too fast you know what I mean I don't want to bellyache about it because shit there were kids working in factories back in the 19, early 1900s there were kids working in the equivalent of sweatshops there were kids signing up for military service at 15 and 16 lying about their, their age grow you up real quick you know but I've talked before about how we like to set the expectation for our children like you gotta start thinking about what you're gonna do with your life sonny boy what are you going to do with your life? As the evil character said in the Twisted Sister video. What do you want to do with your life? You no good, da 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 no direction, piece of shit. What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. And isn't that true? As we're in our adolescence, and our teen years, and even into our 20s, we just want to cut loose and chase the opposite sex uh, or is that, should I be ashamed for saying that, should I apologize for not including same sex attractions listen I'm not trying to offend anybody but you chase whatever, whatever you're fucking attracted to, wherever your dick leads you um You want to have fun. You want to hang out with your buddies. You want to get up to little hijinks. You want to be cool. You want to rock. And so, I was thinking about that. Thinking about me and my friend talking. And how we couldn't wait to get so serious. Like, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be a United States Marine. I'm going to do the hardest possible thing I can do. I'm going to travel the world. And if anything gets in my way, I'm going to shoot it in the fucking face. And I'm a green amphibious monster and nothing's going to stop me. I'll, take a, I'll scale a glass wall swabbed with Vaseline. I'll do anything. I'll make a hole. I'll figure out how to improvise, adapt, and overcome. I mean, what a great philosophy if you just want to win, succeed, you know, that is kind of what life's about, you want to be successful, you want to accomplish the mission, whatever, however large or small that may be, but I couldn't wait to get out and grow up, you know, to do all the things that adults do, to go to war, to 
develop, to make money, to start my own business, to do all that shit. And then once you accomplish all of those rites of passage, then you're an adult with a family and a white picket fence, house in suburbia, and then you're trying, then you're starting to ask questions and you're trying to do things in your spare time, hopefully, you're trying to find some kind of joy, something that you really, what, what life is really about. And you realize that life really is about, it's not about any of those accomplishments exactly, or material possessions. It's about tender moments and, you know, going out and hiking in nature and sunsets and vacations where people are enjoying a nice meal and getting away and unplugging and they're the intangibles that's what matters that's what really is the best and it makes you really question all the things that you thought were the most important like my buddy told me the other day well you know here I'm I would complain about a lot of the things that I have on my plate I'm a doctor I'm a teacher I'm a chainsaw carver I was Dr. Drill exercise guy speaking engagements, all this stuff, and you do so much, then you're like, wow, I, I, now I want to do nothing, now I just can't wait to go on that week-long vacation, or even a long weekend, and what are we going to do, you know, you just want to kick back, you want the opposite of what you had, and so, extrapolating that to our children, my buddy was explaining that he his daughter was saying, well, I want to be a uh, medical doctor, and I want to do this on the other, and then he's saying, I, I said, you know what, I'm glad I went in the Marine Corps, because it allowed me to travel, and experience, and test myself, and get all that out of my system, like a sowing of the royal oats sort of thing, to go abroad, and to experience things, to have adventures, they say, do it when you're young, right, do it now, and it's so fucking true, because later, you're going to be so wound up, tight, so stressed, so trying to get to the next level in life or in business or you know, the addition on the house. or you know, like the, There is this culture of never enough. You know, the American way, if a little bit is good, a lot must be better. And so we get kind of tugged along, swept down along in the current of what is cool, you know, what, what people do, what society does. Well, we're going to get a new car. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get a new car. And what kind? All right, well, let's go down the road. So you get a new car and you commit to a payment and then you're stuck to making those payments. The acquisition of new things, new shiny things. Dishwasher breaks. We're going to get a good, that's what we're going to do this weekend. We're going to get a new dishwasher. Let's zhuzh up this room and I want to put a new coat of paint on this room. All these things matter. Like it's nice to have nice things and and new things and things that are going to that you know once they get old to replace them if if you must if you must then you do. But uh there's also a lot of bullshit and you can get wound, you can get wrapped up in just keeping up with the Joneses kind of syndrome. I've never really been like that but you know assimilating into your community uh, essentially means like this is what everybody's doing 
what's everybody doing? Oh, I guess we're going to, uh, we're going to football and cheer. Let's go down the field. And then that is such a, as I've belly ached a little bit about before, that is so involved and so wonderful on many levels, but it's so involved that you just get wrapped up in it. And then that's what you do. What are you doing this weekend? We're doing kids sports. Well, I'll be working till 8 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? It's like we take pride in all this effort and we do overlook and underappreciate just being, just relaxing, just doing nothing this weekend. You know what I mean? Doesn't always have to be something going on. And so we're talking about my, my buddy's daughter who's 15 or whatever, and she wants to be an MD, and she's going to work on her grades, and she's going to get her marks up, and she's going to, you know, apply to all these colleges, and that's the next thing, and that is so typical, jump the gun, I mean, it's great to have ambition, you don't want your kid to be a scumbag, there's certainly enough video game playing um, space cadets out there that aren't doing, aren't being of use, but I was telling them, before I sent my kid off to college, the traditional college experience, I would give him a couple grand and say, all right, I want to fly you to Europe or wherever. And you got a contact there? Okay. You know, you want to, you've researched, you want to go uh, to Iceland. You saw a cool show about that. Or you want to go fly to Australia and see how people live over there. I went there when I was in the Marine Corps. All right. You go over there. You backpack around, you visit some places, you have some experiences, you meet some people, and you learn a little bit about, a little bit more about what life is about. That things, this, our world is far bigger, even the earth, even our, our communities, they're far larger, and there's far more, so much more going on than what you'll see at face value. And so... You know, that's that's where I'm at. Just having learned what I've, you know, by my experiences, by my mistakes and successes. Go on a vision quest. Experience things. Experience life. Before things get too serious, go out there and, and you know, have a have a an adventure. Walk the Appalachian Trail. See America. See the world. Here's, you know, however much money, whatever it takes to get you a plane ticket and for you to have an experience. Be safe. Go out there and have fun. You know, see some things that I never got to see or that, you know, you don't even know are out there. And then when you come back, you might realize that you might have had some epiphanies, you know? Some things you might have come to some conclusions that otherwise you would over, overlook. And so that's kind of like the flavor of the day. There's this show out there that you'll find on Netflix. It's called Midnight Gospel. I believe it is written by um, and produced in part by Duncan Trussell. This guy is like a real philosopher, interesting guy, kind of has a a soft, gentle voice, an interesting dude, kind of silly, kind of zany, really smart, 
ultra-articulate, um, and he's got an understanding of things that few people do. He can put it into terms, into language, and he, he's interested, he wonders about things. And that's what I like to do. I like to wonder about the world. I like to savor in those experiences that I've had. And I, I want to extract the absolute best, all the good that I can, out of this world, out of my experience. And I want to impact the world in a way that is positive. And you know what? I believe I have already. I know I have. I've done a lot of things that some people will never do. I've led hundreds of people in exercise and motivational sessions. I've put smiles on faces and reduced the pain of thousands of patients over 15 years. I've taught a lot of people about their body. I mean, I I feel like I've made a difference. I've also, I make people laugh. I I make people think I can tell even by my little stupid social media posts that I'll make that people can tell, wow, I can tell that there's going to be something interesting that this guy is going to post. You know, I saw that, that picture and I knew that whoever posted it, it must be you because you had to post it because it's really interesting and you always post cool stuff. That's good. That's better than being known for posting political, angry political shit or whatever. I'm not interested in being a commoner or being, you know, some sort of, I don't, I'm interested in being a free man, a free thinker, somebody who's interested in things. That's what I said. Somebody said, oh, well, you, you really, uh, you really post interesting stuff. Yeah, it's because I'm interested. I'm an interesting person because I'm inquisitive. I like to, to, to dig deeper, to try to understand, to try to have a, a complete understanding about things, to wonder about things that I have no clue about, figure out how things work. To me, that is special. And I love talking to people who feel similarly. I mean, even if they're not into getting into things as deeply as as I am, you know, then that's fine. It's not their forte, but I got to say, it saddens me that that's not the case. It saddens me that other people aren't wondering about the world or trying to to learn more about things, you know, to try that they're, they don't have the clarity to realize that maybe some of the patterns that they're in are dysfunctional or the thing, their beliefs are not well-rounded or they're, or they're incorrect but that's the thing about belief, it does that, I mean, not to completely go on the scientific side, but If you've come to the conclusion already, well, what kind of fun is that? If you just think that, well, like I said in the earlier podcast today, it was like a barcode on our heads when we were born. 
This is who you are. This is your name. This is how you should think. We're going to label you with a religion, with a socioeconomic group. These are your people. And going back to the cave person times, that makes sense that you would trust people that are similar. But pretty shallow, pretty weak. Weak sauce. I think. I want to discover, you know, truly discover who you are. Maybe it's better that you are labeled up front, just you got something to go off of. And then, but then explore. You know, you could be like a fucking hobbit, like Bilbo or Frodo Baggins. And you're like, oh, I just love my little fucking dwelling here with my little circular door. And all my things are just so. And I, oh, let's have tea. And let's, oh, I'm a hobbit. I love to eat. Oh, this is so scrumptious. Look at this food that I've cooked, that I've uh, grown here in my garden. And everything is just so. And it's a perfect little hobbit utopia. Well, outside of the walls of your shire, outside the boundaries of your shire is adventure, is uncertainty, things that you could not comprehend at this point because you never dared to step outside. So now, find an excuse and go out and look. Take a peek around. Meet some people. Experience some different things. Go on a journey. Go on an adventure. Fight evil. Uh, come to understanding, an understanding about the world. A better understanding. And then go home. You know, you can always go home, like Bon Jovi said. You can always go home. So why not leave the Shire? Why not broaden your perspective? broaden your horizons it's going to require risks to be taken and do it when you're young because I guarantee that you know all of us that are approaching like uh, Gandalf's age we wish that we had done it younger we wish that we could go back and experience all those things knowing what we know now so go out and go outside the Shire, outside the boundaries of the Shire, evade the ring wraiths, go on a journey, find your companions, your people. They might not look like you. They might look completely different and think differently, but they'll compliment you in another way and they'll, they'll round you out, right? Just like the, the troop of characters collected by Frodo, Gollum and Samwise Gamgee and all the characters in that freaking movie series. Excellent, by the way. And that is the hero's journey. So we got to go on that. We have to embark on that hero's journey. Sometimes you don't want to leave. And sometimes you think that you'll fail. Usually. But you got to freaking take that risk. go on a hero's journey. Leave the Shire, you fucking halfling. 